Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out on Driving Your Dollars, Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO, will be discussing some important deadlines that are on the horizon for this tax season. Colton will also cover the tax-related legislation that is being developed and debated by the new U.S. House of Representatives. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who's the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the Chief Financial Officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast each Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. We're back and Michael Burns sitting in this morning for this segment with Colton Lawrence. And Colton, I can't tell you how much I enjoy doing this show with you because there's so many things. You are out there in a truck, you're driving down the road, you're trying to get a load where it needs to be at such and such a time and trying to work through the traffic and the weather and stuff that we've got lately. But meanwhile, if you're a business owner with your own trucks, you've still got these deadlines to make. And I appreciate the opportunity to remind all our drivers of some of these dates that are so important and can make a big mess for you if you don't do them on time. Yeah, there definitely are dates that they've got to be aware of. That's what we're going to try and do here is just kind of boil it down to five or so really important dates between now and the end of April that they just need to keep in mind and be aware of. Okay. First in line, we've got, thanks to Martin Luther King, we have one day to spare, but January 17th this year, the quarter four estimated tax deadline. Yeah, normally it would be on a 15th, but like you said, because of a weekend and then because of Martin Luther King, it's fallen on a Tuesday, which is the 17th of this month. All right. And normally we think of that as a business thing where we do our estimated taxes, send in the form, what is it, 1102 or something like that for corporations. Then we have the ones for personal as well, because if you're working in this gig economy and handling your own money and maybe not watching the taxes, you can be in a stretch and this is the chance to make that up for the year. Right. Yeah, estimated taxes for pass-through entities, which most of the independent contractors, owner-operators, small fleet owners out there are going to have pass-through entities, which means you don't pay tax at the business level. You pay tax at the personal level. So those estimated taxes are going to be due four times a year. It's interesting to note, estimated taxes are not just a business thing, even if they fall on your personal return. Individuals that are company drivers, W-2 income, if they're not withholding enough from their paycheck, they too are required to pay estimated taxes, meaning they are supposed to make up the difference of what's withheld from their paycheck and what they actually are supposed to have withheld from their paycheck. They need to make that up through estimated taxes. A lot of people don't realize that. So if you're short paying your tax liability and end up owing as a W-2 employee, this is a good date for you as well. And that's a big onus to put on people because over the last four years, the taxation has changed radically. Maybe you didn't do a new W-4 for this year. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught short, and it's not going to be pleasant, and this is a great opportunity to make some of that up. 
Yeah, it's the time to do it. And like we always say, we want you to keep more of your money in your pocket. We're trying to drive your dollars in a positive way. And by paying your estimated taxes, you're doing just that. You're keeping more of your money in your pocket and giving less to the IRS in the way of penalties, interest, and the like. I tell you what, there's two things in this world that I hate. That's paying for stupid stuff like penalties and interest. Yeah, this is one that you really can't avoid. If you just pay a little bit of attention to your business, know where things are at, have mm-hmm. people giving you good proper information, there's no reason to not pay your estimated taxes and give the IRS, again, more of your money that you don't need to. Right. Now, past that, we've got a date of January 23rd, which is kind of a yeah, tentative January date. January 23rd. <laughs> yeah, it is tentative. As we get closer, it will get finalized. Heck, it may have even been finalized this morning. I don't know. But January 23rd, people are probably thinking, what do you got a January 23rd date? I've never heard of this. Well, what it is, is it's the tentative opening to tax season. What happens is every year, the IRS shuts down their electronic filing system, usually right after Thanksgiving, somewhere in that time frame, and it's closed for updates to their electronic filing system. They're doing software updates. They're getting ready for the new tax year, making changes to all the rates and the deductions and all that. And it opens back up again in late January. So the tentative date right now is January 23rd. That is the date that we can then officially start filing taxes for our clients. We can file by that date, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we should file by that date for you because a lot of the tax documents aren't going to be received by folks until January 30th, 31st, even February 1st or 2nd, depending on if it was mailed or not. So even though we can file, doesn't mean we necessarily should, but that is the date that it opens back up. For folks who haven't filed 2021 yet, that is the date that you can electronically file again for prior years. Yeah. And of course, a lot of people like to do it and get out of the way. I know my grandfather, who was a businessman in California and had a large trucking company, he always used to tell me he saved his until the due date because it was really, really hard to find a snowball in an avalanche. That was his thinking on it. <laughs> and I've not always stuck with that, but I say his logic the same way. But January 31st, which is really confusing for a lot of people, is the information statement deadline. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I kind of touched on this a little bit. So this is the deadline by which folks that need to send you documents, so whether it's your W-2 or 1099, your mortgage interest statements, all of these types of information statements, they are due to be sent or received by that date. So that's the date by which we can realistically say to folks, hey, you should have everything that you need for us to file your tax return. If we're trying to file it before then, you may not be thinking about something. You may think that you've got everything, but there could be something that comes after that point. So as long as it's after January 31st, we can realistically say, hey, you've got everything. Everything's been delivered. And then on the other side, if you're a business owner who needs to send 1099s, make sure you've got that process started because accountants and the like, we get busy processing these 1099s and getting them sent out for our clients so that they Mm -hmm. can meet that deadline as well. And also, I have this opportunity to learn something. I'm surrounded by all these brilliant millennials around here who don't do anything in paper and laugh at me when I walk in with a handful of it. For many, many people, when you get to that deadline, if you haven't received it and you call it out and maybe there's an old address or something in there, there are ways to retrieve this information electronically from a payroll service or something like that, right? 
Yeah, all of your bigger organizations, for the most part nowadays, are going to have this stuff available to you online, whether it's your banks or your mortgage company. Even a lot of the larger motor carriers, they're putting W-2s and 1099s online. Usually you'll receive an email of some kind letting you know where to go retrieve that. So you've got to make sure you take the time to go pull those documents down for yourself and then get them to your tax preparer. Okay, so everybody thinks of March 15th or April 15th. That's the day. That's when everything hits the fan. And usually the 13th and 14th are hair pulling days and so forth. No need for that this year. It's the 15th for business tax returns and the 17th because of the weekend on personal tax returns. That's right. So for those of you out there that have a business that says your entity requires a business return. So we're thinking S-Cores, partnerships, C-Cores, that kind of a thing. You need to have your business tax return filed by March 15th. That's the deadline to get it done. If you're not going to have that process complete by that date, that is also your deadline to file an extension for your business tax return. You want to get one of those two things done because the penalties for not filing your business tax return on time are significant and they escalate very quickly. You're talking $200, $250 per owner per month, and it can reach a cap of over $2,000. So you want to get that done. Make sure you've got at a minimum that extension filed or get your business return filed by March 15th. Right. Okay. Now, anybody who hasn't been living under a rock for the last couple of months knows that there's a new sheriff in town. We have a new House of Representatives, and they are hitting the ground running with House bills that are targeting the Internal Revenue Service. You want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah, so there are a couple new bills, one of which has already been voted on. It's the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act, and then there's the Fair Tax Act. These are both Republican-sponsored bills put forth in the House of Representatives. The first, the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act, was passed by the House, and the Fair Tax Act is going to be voted on here very shortly. So what do those two bills do? The Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act, it actually looks to strip away about 70 of the 80 plus billion dollars that was given to the IRS through the Inflation Reduction Act by the Democrats. It looks to strip that away. And really what they're trying to do is take away the amount of money that was going to be used to hire the 80 plus thousand IRS representatives in the news. You'll hear them called IRS agents. Yes. Which includes IT people and phone answers and people that could actually straighten out this mess. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's what it does. That looks to strip away the IRS's ability to add that headcount. And that is the bill that passed. So the key here is, yes, it passed the House because of our way of government. It will go to the Senate where it is unlikely to pass. So yes, it passed the House, but in terms of what it will actually do, it doesn't look at this point like it's going to do anything. All of that money and everything that was in place from the Inflation Reduction Act will remain intact and they'll continue as they were planning to continue. Right. And using the title Fair Tax Act, we're going to take another stab at that, but it's not the Fair Tax Act that a lot of people were hoping for, right? Yes. The Fair Tax Act, this bill actually came as a result of some of the negotiations that were being done to get Speaker McCarthy elected. 
he had some concessions that he gave, and one of the concessions was allowing this congressman from Georgia to put forward his bill, the Fair Tax Act bill. And basically what this bill does is it completely repeals the IRS in totality. Basically, the IRS goes away, and instead, in its place, there is one single sales tax that gets put in place for everything that we do. So no more income tax. It's a sales tax only type system, and that's what he is hoping to get voted on. Unsure if this will pass the House or not. Again, very, very unlikely that if it did pass the House, that it would ever pass the Senate. And then on top of that, because of the checks and balances in our government, President Biden has already said that he would veto both if they Mm -hmm. were to ever pass. Yeah, and what we see going on here is we've got these great movie titles, the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act and the Fair Tax Act. And meanwhile, they're dinging the daylights out of personal tax deductions and the standard deduction, which is another word for armed robbery, they've moved the standard deduction higher. You want to go through some of these? Because honestly, I don't want to put my personal feelings on it, especially when it comes to raising children, the standard child deduction, the standard child credit, the earned income credits and so forth. It's like, why don't you just come up to my door and just slap me in the face and then say goodbye? I'd like your vote next year. Yeah, I think it's a good commentary in general that as we talk about these things, folks out there, obviously of all different political beliefs and stances, they probably listen to this and they have their own thoughts politically about what this all means. I think it's a good opportunity to say, look, you may agree or disagree with any of it. You may think the IRS should be sent off into the sunset you may believe that the IRS needs more power. The point is, is our Congress, our government is voting on these things, and there are definite differences in the government about what needs to be done. But the nice thing is we live in a democracy Mm -hmm. that allows this type of discourse to take place. Obviously, they have very different stances. And the key is, is that no matter which side you're on, go out and vote the way that you feel it should be handled, and then let the political process take place. And that's what's happening right now. There were changes to our government with the last election. Mm -hmm. Republicans are in power in the House. They're going to try and do their thing. The Democrats are still in power in the Senate. They're going to try and block those things. So what we try to do here is get the information out there, let you know what's going on, what types of things are going to impact your business and your life, and then let you make decisions based on what is happening and what those impacts might be. So in terms of some of the other things that you said, there are key changes to what's going to happen with your 2022 taxes. And many of these points are going to be changes again for 2023 that you need to be aware of. And that is the standard deduction, which a standard deduction is compared against the itemized deduction. Whichever is higher is the deduction that your taxpayer should take for you. Mm -hmm. Itemized deductions include your mortgage interest statement, sales tax components, property taxes, charitable contributions, those kinds of things. You add them all up, compare it to the standard deduction, whichever is higher you take, and you use that amount to reduce your total income down to your taxable income. So this is a larger deduction that is allowing you to reduce your taxable income for 2022 and even higher in 2023. The tax brackets shifted up. What this means is you will pay less tax on more income. So because of inflation for 2023 and just because of by the nature of the way things work for 2022, you will be taxed less on more income. The rates have remained the same, but you can earn more before you hit those rates is the way it works. 
the child tax credit, so with COVID, the child tax credit was increased. It was as high as $3,000. It goes back down for 2022 to $2,000 per child. And then the earned income credit. There are a number of clients, drivers out there who qualify for the earned income credits. In the case of the earned income credit, it actually shrinks for single filers. So if you're used to getting that earned income credit, you might see a difference. It could be as much as $1,000 less on your earned income credit for 2022. Another COVID-related item, there was a $300 charitable donation that was allowed outside of. So I mentioned charitable contributions typically come in as an itemized deduction. What they allowed you to do during COVID was even if you did not itemize, you could take up to $300 of additional deduction related to charitable contributions. That has also gone away for 2022 as we move further and further away from the COVID pandemic. Now, as you said, and I want to wrap this up with one last point. As you said, we do have a form of government we do, and thank goodness we do because everything else is worse. But our form of government is participatory. And it's very, very important that you stay informed and that you never forget the power of phone calls and letters, well-worded letters, not crazy letters, but well-worded letters. And the two things that you can do besides that is get yourself a really great tax preparer like the gentleman that I'm talking to right now. (laughs) Colton, thank you so much for being here for this episode of Driving Your Dollars. I look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good. Talk to you later. That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to Sirius XM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the SiriusXM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again, RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making Driving Your Dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO Podcast. Now before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team. Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. Also, through the truckercfo.com website, you can connect to the company through the Find a Time to Talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. 
If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO podcast. As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move. <laughs>